Hello, my manic recessives. This is your disorderly fat boy, Matthew Sanborn Smith, and his bipolar sexual podcast, Beware the Hairy Mango. Today's story is about hidden opportunities, which will remain hidden as long as you leave your pants on. Now's the time to drop those drawers as an incentive for the crowdfunding campaign of your retelling of the Lizzie Borden story with an all-rodent cast, Mouse of Wax. Mouse of Wax by Matthew Sanborn Smith. Times were tough at Cindy's Wax Museum in West Hollywood. I mean, why come in and look at wax and celebrities when you could stay out and look at even more wax and celebrities? Cindy needed an angle was what she needed. Maybe play to the tourist families. She'd have to dump some of her more controversial figures. She was out back stuffing the Michael Landon figure in the dumpster when she spotted Helen from the bikini wax spa next door, dumping what appeared to be a litter of puppies. What's that? Cindy asked. She kind of knew what it was, but she couldn't understand why was there so much of it. Oh, you know, Helen said. Everyone's pubes. Wow, Cindy said. You sure must have a lot of customers. Not really, just a few incredibly hairy ones. You see this one here, Helen said. She reached into the bag and held up what looked like Crystal Gale's scalp. This is Semolina Morton's bush, all four feet of it. Around the shop, we call her Rapunzel. Oh my God, Cindy said. I've got a Semolina Morton figure inside. Bet it's not entirely accurate. This was it. This was the angle Cindy needed. Wait, can I have those? She asked Helen, indicating all the hairy wax paper. Whose are they? They're not all famous, Helen said. I don't care. Look at this. She fished out Michael Landon from the dumpster, grabbed a smaller patch of pubic hair from Helen's hand, and slapped it on Michael's face. This is the evil Pa Ingalls from the Mirror Mirror episode of Little House on the Prairie. I want a cut, Helen said. We don't give cuts, honey. We give waxes. Soon, Cindy's of West Hollywood was able to tout itself as the world's first Brazilian wax museum, showing off the pubic hair of the stars exactly as it grew in the wild. Not only did it bring in scads of customers, but Cindy made even more selling off the pants that her wax figures weren't wearing anymore. There was more hair than figures, so she framed the excess hair and put it on the wall. Look, there was Sarah Penascotti's armpit fuzz and Johnny Sudoku's anal hair. The best part was, Cindy and Helen never got sued because none of those celebrities would ever admit they grew short and curlies in the first place. Well, we could just leave it there and everybody would be happy, but why don't we make this story weird? This is like the third time in this show I'm relying on a gypsy curse, and I hate to follow stereotype, but honestly, who else curses? Ancient Egyptian mummy people, maybe. How am I supposed to work them into this story? Don't ask the impossible, folks. Wait, I just had an idea. The museum was visited one day by a couple of merchant marines who felt ripped off because the museum had no Celia Tyson. They cursed the museum, and by that I don't mean they invoked evil spirits, they just said, hey, fuck this museum. But they were merchant marines, and being a salty lot, that was enough. Strange things started happening that night. After closing, all the pubes crawled off of their respective pelvises and gathered together to form a creature that resembled an enormous rodent, 12 feet high at the shoulder. It broke out of the museum and terrorized the town with its musky smell, getting caught in the teeth of everyone it rubbed up against. Cindy recognized her livelihood on the news that night when she saw the coming in. She called Helen and they went into the streets armed with an extension cord and a flat iron. Once Cindy lured the creature to herself with a wax replica of Justice Thomas's Coke can, Helen sprang out and began straightening its wild ass hair. Literal ass hair. But its untamable curl fought back and Helen held on so long that the thing caught fire. With all the wax involved, it became a giant pubic hair candle, which lights up Santa Monica Boulevard to this day. And that, my friends, is why you have to detour onto Spalding.
While firefighters initially firefought it, Cindy and Helen convinced the mayor to let the candle burn as it attracted more tourists to the area than the Brazilian Wax Museum and the House of Blues combined. If this story made you pull your hair out, you can yank it and other cranks at the URL of the Curly Candel, BewareTheHairyMango.com. Gurgle confidently in the comments for this post, or John C. Mail me, and we'll live the life of Riley at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com, or go fish farming with our boats and hose at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. The SF and SF Signal stands for Salt Fork, which is what the SFSignal.com staff was reduced to eating after running out of salt pork once our annual Civil War reenactment went terribly wrong. No one fired a shot, but our incidence of internal fork was the second highest since the event began in 1933. Apparently no one could eat just one. Tweedo Greedo that all your most Eisley Star Warriors follow me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity where I organize cantina sex parties in which we can explore your kinkiest of boba fetishes. Everybody gets laid and you can rest assured with a little force Han always shoots first. Please don't tell Disney about this bit. The land beyond the looking glass is fine but the land beyond the donate button is even better. Our red queen screams off with their pants and everybody gets a hookah so go there now. This podcast regurgitates uncontrollably into an experimental virgin space ion drive which was found in the back of an abandoned record store and quickly flies into the sky, separating the vomit into its constituent atoms and raining them down upon Great Britain until it is reduced to merely decent Britain and the sun finally sets on its Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 3.0 imported license. Until my pencil pals become my mortal penemies, this chugs along as Matthew Sanborn Smith reminding you that all jerk and no lay makes Jack, well, me. Good night.